Hello, just a quick bit before this week's episode to let you know that we have a Patreon you can subscribe to if you like what we're doing here and you want more of it. You probably already knew that. We don't stop going on about it. What you didn't know is that you can currently get a little free trial so you know exactly what you'd get as part of your subscription. You can head to patreon.com slash whatismusicpod or follow the link in the show notes to get your first seven days free. All you need to do is pick which tier you'd like a free trial of. The Biggest Mates tier is the one that has all the extras in it. And then for seven days, you are free to listen to any episode we've released in the last six months. You can cancel any time or just leave the subscription rolling if you like what you find. It's charged monthly. And during any month, as part of that Biggest Mates tier, you'll get ad-free episodes of this show every Monday. You'll get a brand new episode of our new Manic Street Preacher show every month. Two episodes every month of The Ultimate Playlist, our themed playlist show, where we talk about all kinds of different music, different artists, different genres, different eras, and one or two bonus episodes every month, depending on the length of the month. That's two episodes every week. There's also other tiers to trial. One that is just the Manic Show and ad-free What Is Music episodes, and another that is just ad-free What Is Music episodes. But hey, if the first seven days are free, why not try a bit of everything? Plus, all tiers include access to the exclusive subscriber-only Discord where we discuss the shows, the bands we've covered, various music topics, and loads of other stuff, including some games that the friendly community have devised themselves. So head on over to our Patreon page now to claim your free seven-day trial. Go to patreon.com slash whatismusicpod or follow the link in our show notes. See you there. I am, I am, look at how red I am, look at it, look at my body, my shirtless look body. Look at Lucas's body, we should probably point out that we're all shirtless at this point, and it's, uh, yeah. it's we're it's, recording this. It's Monday the 19th rules. of July, and it's very hot. It's Monday it's the warm. 19th of July. I, I, we should do more, um, like radio voice. time checks, yeah. I, yeah. uh. We should do time checks on a podcast for people to listen to this whenever. Twenty to eight. I went yeah. to the I went to the <laughs> beach yesterday. Try. I went to the beach yesterday for uh, I think nine hours. Jesus, um, that's too long at the beach. Yeah, burned, oh, yeah. I had a lovely time. I laid on the beach. Really I boring. went for swimming in the sea. Boring. I did some paddle boarding on my paddleboard. I did some that more laying on the boarding. beach. That sounds good. Uh, good. Just had a nice little time at the beach. Just you know, it's not often you go to the beach. And I went to the beach and had a nice little time at the beach. But then, I, I got, it is then I got. I go to the beach. Though, then I got Brian. home from the beach though, and I took off yeah. my top Ooh. and I discovered the redness within. So you said you put Factor Fifty on. How often did you reapply the Factor Fifty? Zero times. This is my okay. There we go. Done. So you were there nine he, hours. He put on the, the Factor Fifty. Immediately got in the sea and washed it all yeah. off. <laughs> Just washed it all off. <laughs> Spent the next nine hours slowly baking. I think I did a little reapplication to the shoulders and neck area, but that was it. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, yeah. Obviously not enough because I am uh, stinging. Should I get into my pants? Yeah, why well, not? Short. We're all naked from the waist up. I mean, I've got shorts on. I'm in some very yeah, light same. shorts. Guys, this is... This, this intro is too sexy now. Okay, okay. So, well, let's so, make it less sexy steam. and talk about drones. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, uh. and welcome to What Is Music, a music podcast about music. We are a podcast that focuses on discographies in their entirety, doing deep dives on one artist at a time. We're currently in season two, uh, which is English for DOS. 
which is called <laughs> Are You Amused? A Critical Analysis of the History, Cultural Impact and Music of Muse. We're going through that entire career, album by album, track by track, asking questions like, does context matter when you're listening to music? Does knowing the history of an artist affect your appreciation of their output? And this season we are, of course, asking, are you amused? Uh, and just to be very clear, we're asking if you are amused by the band Muse, not whether or not you're amused by us, the host of this season, are you amused, to which you are now listening. I'm Adam Scott Glasspool. I'm joined by my co-hosts, Steve Murphy. A single bead of sweat just stripped all the way down between my shoulder blades down to my lower back, and now it's getting sexy again. And Lucas Way. As a result of hearing that story, a single bead of something else came out of a different part of <laughs> no, me. I don't want to. I don't want that to be the intro. <laughs> oh, and also, hello. Hello. Hi. <laughs> Hi. Hi, guys. We are, of course, on our quest to answer the question, what is music? I think that music is a beacon of truth in a world built on lies. What do you guys think music is? I think it's fine. Great. Mm. Now, Lucas walked away and didn't hear what I said music was, and he loves to just say what the opposite of it is. So let's see what he says. Lucas, what do you think music is? It is a spent match of lies. In this world of, uh, what? <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> yeah. How are you guys, other than sunburned, topless, and sexy? I went to a stag weekend and bruised my ribs. I, so it hurts okay. to it hurts to breathe. I couldn't oh. attend that stag weekend, so fuck off, Steve. I also couldn't attend uh, stag weekend, so Steve, you've got to fuck off. It's two two to one. Okay. Okay. So bye. bye. Okay. Cool. Great. Steve's well happy he doesn't have to talk about drones. Yeah, Steve is... <laughs> Steve, Steve finally gets to see his son. Because I don't actually want to get up and I want to be involved, I'm going to make like... Yeah, do like the mind thing, yeah. That's really good. It's the door. Who was that? <laughs> Can you leave? Oh, no. <laughs> I don't know where this is going. Can we move on, please? It's good. Uh, yeah, let's let's just sort of... Get on with it. We're going through the discography of Childhood Sweethearts Muse from three different perspectives. <laughs> Me, very analytical and deeply into the context of music. Steve, moderately thoughtful about music. Uh, Lucas, not, you know, music is uh, entertainment. It is a, a trifle. It is, uh, you know, whatever. Apart uh, from with Muse. Right, okay. Who are, who are, yeah. who are, ev- who are everything. <laughs> They're more of a cheesecake than a trifle because cheesecakes are infinitely better than trifles. Uh, I agree uh... entirely with that sentiment. Uh, it's the first time I've ever unquestionably agreed with Steve. Yeah, no one likes a soggy sponge. So you no, know I don't like. It's not the soggy sponge. Oh, yeah. Actually, it's I don't like the 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 rum soakedness of the sponge. Hmm, I think I'd okay. like a trifle if it was just jelly, sponge, custard, cream, and sprinkles. I don't like bits in jelly though. Uh, but that's what do you mean, yeah, bits and jelly. Well, you normally have like little fruit in, don't you? Yeah. Do you? God, you well. had some posh trifles. Yeah. MS. Yeah, MS. How the other half live? Sure. Sure. Someone's doing well. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, look, listeners, you've joined us as we're about to dig into what is, in my opinion, their seventh studio album, Drones. Uh, but we <gasps> Here do, they come. We well, do, fuck, like, look out the window. It's just the, they oh! come, the drones. <laughs> Here come the drones. That is how it goes. <laughs> Hello, <There> drones. 
Have you guys seen that? Have yeah. You seen the Here Comes the Boy? Great. Well, there that, that, he this, is. Yeah. <laughs> that, won't, that won't translate when this comes out in uh, six weeks' time. Um, yes. Anyway, before we properly dig in, we do like to take in all manner of context, including biographical. So with that in mind, Stephen Murphy, oh, for fuck's sake, yeah. why don't you catch us up on where we got to in the story of Muse? They released the best song on the planet, Panic Station. Mm-hmm. Fact. Mm. They played Rome. Done. And that was it. And that was all they played. Yeah. They played Rome yeah. once. Yeah, which is a, an unreleased track that not a lot of people have heard yet. Rome, Rome once. by Muse. No, that's... Um, yeah, no, that's better, Adam. Yeah, let's go with no, your that's, one. Let's go with your joke. That's. Oh, no, I can't say the... Mm, ignore me. Okay. Oh, okay. Easy. No, I can. How, Easy. That's, no, that, 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 oh. it, that's Prague. They've got a song called Prague. Okay. Did you confuse Rome with Prague? No, no, no. No. I confused myself with a different point. That I didn't Journal make. Journal for Prague lovers. <laughs> what is that? That's good. That's yeah. good. Because you've only changed one letter. Yeah, man. That's good. Uh, was he close, Lucas? Uh, yeah, I mean, they did play a few more gigs than Rome. <laughs> Just a handful, a handful more. Two or three? Yeah, well, at least two or three. Mm. Okay. Yeah. At least two or three more gigs. Nailed it. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, that's kind of where we are. To really, uh, we, we we covered the Rome gig. You guys didn't like it, and I did uh, not like it. There just wasn't a lot to say about it. And that. now we're uh, going doing the next bit of their career, <laughs> so we can tell where Lucas's book ran out. Um, well, no, but they're actually this. This is like a yes. The the book, the biography, <laughs> the biography is now ended. Yeah. So uh, I'm more limited in my sources. B. <laughs> yeah. There is a very short gap between this cycle. Normally the cycle is quite long, but the last Second Law gigs that I mentioned on the last Second Law episode, yeah, where they kind of end it was like Coachella and Lollapalooza when Matt played with Laryngitis. Which Who is like, Who's he? Which is like... <laughs> is he a jazz musician? Lar- his name, his name's jazz. Larry Jitus. Yeah, I'm Larry Jitus. Uh... I'm gonna blow them, play them. Some yeah, they played. Jazz. They played Bassoon Five, and Larry Jitus oh, featured on it. I don't yeah. like Larry Jitus. <laughs> What's up, Lollapalooza? Oh, he's, he just sounds like Pardon someone. Larry? He just sounds Sorry. like someone from the Mighty Boosh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, or Papa Lazarou. Yeah, or Papa Lazarou. Um, yeah. So that's in like summer of 2014, mm-hmm. and by October, they're back in the fucking studio. No way. Rapid. Jesus Christ. Fucking rapid. He's starting to write some songs on the road, jamming stuff out. He needs to get out of the road. Can't write songs there. Yes. Uh, Matt uh, uh, Matt and Kate Hudson break up. Is that noteworthy? (laughs) Oh, that is noteworthy. Yeah. Didn't they have uh, a child or children? They had a child. They had a child together and they broke up. And uh, I mean, that's always sad when that happens. Yeah. They Mm. they 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 like stayed whatever the word is. Like they've kept. They're both doing their bit. Amicable, friendly, yes, yes, mm. Amic- yeah. Who's Amy? Stop it. What? Does, I was going to do an Amy. Amy, does, Amy, just move on. Amy Cable is the does, joke yeah. It doesn't, doesn't work. Doesn't work. doesn't work. Especially when it's like not a very funny subject. Yeah, every mm. subject is funny. Uh, okay, given, okay. Given oh, the right. God. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> Lucas is one of those guys. Get ready for about, Lucas's two-hour bit on nine eleven about freedom in comedy. Get ready Jesus. for uh, my my five, my five minutes are just awful. My, well, it's like, just free speech. Your type five. It? My type five. 
My type five is like a. It's basically like a Roy Chubby Brown gig. Oh god. Oh god. And so side point tangent. Okay. I was in North Wales a couple of weeks ago with Roy Chubby Brown. Well, I was in I was in uh, Llanberry, which is a yes. town in Northern Wales, and I was yeah. walking along the front, and there's like a, a a pavilion, like you know, like the the Llanberis Pavilion, mm-hmm. and it's like a classic, you know, like a venue, and I am obsessed with <laughs> venues like this, like the, uh, like. 60 old, years old yeah, yeah old pavilions in small towns and the names <laughs> yeah. they get are pathetic <laughs> and or massively racist i think those are the venues that the maddocks play because they're the only places <laughs> i've definitely seen them doing no art do you center re- do you reckon <laughs> yeah oh did i say clanberry did i say Lanberry? i meant Landudno. It was in London. Oh right, yeah. No, okay. So you might be talking about the venue that Maddox play or went uh, tour. Yeah, and like, and like, I was in a. I went to. I went to Torquay last year. I'm doing a lot of UK trips because I can't go abroad. Sure. Uh, yeah. Went to Torquay last year. They've got like the Torquay, whatever dome. Right. And my, all my a lot of my family's from Weymouth. They've got the Weymouth uh, something. <gasps> and the ways are from Weymouth. Yeah. Lucas Weymouth. Yeah, that's great. Um. And I just love these venues because all they have is like fucking nobodies and like mm. past it people, racist comedians because their audience exists <laughs> in like little towns. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and Panto. Yeah, there's always yeah. Panto. And I always, there's always look, three months of Panto. And I always just look at them and just think like they're always really run down. And I'm always just like, how is that still like open? Well, How bonus episode when we go to a panto in Chladdo. And, oh, and, just, and, so and just there is always a poster outside for either Jethro, Roy, yeah. Chubb, Roy Chubby Brown, Jim or Jim Davidson. Yeah, <laughs> That is a very specific vibe. Do you remember we would see my dad in panto and we got like quite drunk at the front? It was like, oh yeah, it was great. It was good. I love panto. Yeah. He... He was the old man of the sea. Yeah, why not? And he covered himself in green paint um, yeah. and... But the the green and they said, wouldn't mate, come out. Like, as... You know, you you can't do that. You're just about to go on stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh no, was he sheriff of Nottingham in that one? He was sheriff one of point, Nottingham. He, he was sheriff of Nottingham. He, yeah, yeah. He, he did. He was the old man of the sea in one of them, and he had to like put green all over him, and it went in his white hair. And then he had to go to some very important meetings for the next few weeks, still with like bright Jesus. green hair, which is pretty. But pumped. the main point is, Matt Bellamy and Kate Hudson broke up. <laughs> yeah, how did mm. I get on to? Yeah, yeah. I got on to? <laughs> Uh, yeah, anyway, what was I talking about? Muse, probably. They went into the studio in, Octo- in October. There wasn't long. They just went into the studio. Cool. You, uh, cool. That's kind of it. Mm? Right. What? Okay. Hmm? How long did they spend in the studio? Oh, no. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, they did like... <laughs> <laughs> they went into the studio. You've been on this podcast before, haven't you? October 2014 to April 2015. Okay, that's yeah. Okay, that seems about right. Uh, they, <laughs> just quick this, fact check. Yeah, seems about right. Yeah. This uh, there was in the warehouse studio in Vancouver. Where? Not oh, house. The warehouse. Oh, twat. Uh, <laughs> just repeating what you said. Sorry. Apart from any string parts, which of course, as is tradition, pop over to Italy. Right. Okay. Got to do yes. that in Italy because they've got like Classic. a backhanded deal with some like string, like a like an orchestra. <laughs> or they just like them. Yeah, it could be that one. Yeah. Um, uh, they wanted this time to get a producer because they felt like on the last couple they spent a lot more time like doing all the admin of mixing and reviewing takes and like 
doing the stuff that a producer does that they were kind right. of less sort of in and they the... didn't have anyone around to tell them to stop it which maybe they thought we should I, get one of those well people. i mean well, well <laughs> let's look at the results they get you stop it let's look at the results they get when they have a producer no. then <laughs> no muse um stop yeah so they Bad kind of muse. like they yeah they kind of wanted to be able to like be in a room together playing live like they had, they wanted like they someone had, with a newspaper to bat them on the nose. Like they, they hadn't done. Because the whole idea—I'm just going to ignore what you said. The whole idea of this one Classic. is back to basics, guys. Sure, yeah. Strip great. it all. Every back. band's got one. Yeah, yeah. Strip yeah. it all back. Uh, Use that paint stripper. Yeah, they said. They said. The, uh, uh, they said they wanted to capture work. some of the extreme. Sorry, they they when they released the live in Rome thing that they did. They wanted to capture some of the extremes of what we've been doing and then go in a different direction in the future. So they kind of saw the live in Rome as a bit of like a, like we put that out. End it's of very, chapter. It's very silly. One thing though, by the way, that I failed to mention on the episode, we know we talked about they don't do Unsustainable in the DVD and I thought it was silly because it's a good yeah. song. Yeah. Uh, they had a giant robot come on stage during Unsustainable called Charles. What? Why wouldn't would they put that on the DVD? On the DVD, like they paid money. This it was like part of the promotional stuff. Like, do you remember when they had like the video of Unsustainable? It had like I a can robot face. The robot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They had him, big, a big one of him. What? I mean, Going around being like, that's like really cheesy. It was really the... like. It's <laughs> better than the woman sucking off the gasoline. Yeah, a lot the, better. And, and I don't know why they didn't show that. Maybe there was oh. a technical issue. It's a song from the album. It's the name of the, name the show, of the tour. and it's got a big robot on stage, and they're like, probably won't include that, but feeling good again with a woman <laughs> drinking petrol. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it's an arresting image. Um, maybe there was a genuine technical issue then, like with the, the footage, because the live audio is over the credits. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, we could never know. We could never know. I mean, we could go on YouTube and watch someone's phone for There's no way to find There's absolutely no way to find out. Anyway, so yes, they wanted to step away from that. And to quote Matt, the album should be something that strips away all the additional things that we've experimented on the last two albums. And it kind of feels nice to reconnect and remind ourselves of just the basics of who we are. Yeah, okay. I can see Standard every year. And also, Chris said that. The electronic side of their music was becoming a bit too dominant, and he actually said, "And this, I wonder if this is something that you responded to with the live in Rome. I think it is something you responded to on the live in Rome uh, that they said some of this music from the Second Law was quite boring to play live, and didn't yeah. really work as part of their shows. Uh, the logical next step was to strip away all those outer layers and go back to where we started. Oh my god, it's like Muse have become self-aware. I mean, to be they're, fair, when you think about a song like when you think about a song realized. like Follow Me, that must be quite boring live." Yeah, even animals, like, it must be quite boring to play. Yeah. Well, is that boring to play? Just because it doesn't rock doesn't mean it's not a good song to play. They're they're all playing their instruments on that one. At least. It's not Matt just doing a bono. Morgan going... And Chris doing, like, a bit of a bass line. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. So, yeah, I think they kind of wanted to go, like, you know, be be a a band band again. Which is why this album is largely just rock songs made by the band. Rock. So they got in producer Mutt Lange. I think Lang. It's Lang. Yeah, I think it's uh, Lang. Robert John Lang is his real name, but he goes by Mutt. Yeah. Like well, he's best... like a classic rock producer. Well, he's he? like he's like the guy from uh, from like uh, Indiana Jones Four, isn't he? Is he kind of modelled his look yeah. after Mutt Jones? <laughs> <laughs> is his name Henry? Is he Henry the Third? 
Mutt. Yeah, his name's Henry, right? He's called Henry right, after his okay. dad. And he goes by Mutt. Mm, yeah. Well, you know, Henry Jones Jr. goes by Indiana. He was named after the dog. It's yeah, no, cool. You know. Yes, better. Oh, n- Mutt. Dog. Mutt. Oh, there's a thing. Yeah. Yeah, there's a thing. There we go. We're breaking open. Uh, Indiana Jones into the, the, the Crystal Skull. skull. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so yeah, Mutt Lounge produced uh, Back in Black, Highway to Hell, a load of Def Leppard. Classic like, rock album. Old classic yeah. rock. He's not really done anything. I look through his like, it's like more recent years has been a bit more. Well, he's most famous for uh, basically like launching the career of Shania Twain. He did also do Shania Twain. That did stand out on his uh, huge, on his discography. Huge albums, those Shania Twain albums. Some of the best-selling albums of all time. And they got married. Also great. Also great. Yeah, yeah. Like, they got married. Did, yeah, yeah. So, married. so Mutt, Mutt Lang and um, Shania Twain were married for a long time. Oh. And then um, Mutt Lang... That don't impress me much. <laughs> Mutt Lang cheated on Shania Twain with her personal assistant. <gasps> And then Shania Twain married her personal assistant's ex-husband. Have we talked about this before? <laughs> I definitely have heard this. This sounds familiar. I think I guys, put it in yeah. the group chat. Oh, yeah. uh, well, when, we, yeah. well, when drones came up in conversation at some point. Yeah, for real. Mad. Yeah. There you go. That's interesting. Well, That's that, how I know happy Mutt ending. Lang. I mainly know Mutt Lang from Yeah, his more, his more recent years is kind of a bit more like, it's like Maroon 5 and Nickelback. It's kind of not really any like... Which sort of like those are sort of pop bands in the same way that muse can be do you know what i mean i think yeah. muse are maybe like quite quite a good halfway point between acdc and nickelback do you know what or I mean? maroon five because they've yeah, got exactly. bassoon five as we yeah learned. exactly yeah i can't yeah. i can't sit back on my chair because of my sticky burnt crisp back and it's not very oh. nice i just want to so lean back I've put my T-shirt on my chair and it's oh, like a nice a soft. Idea. I'll do that during a song. It's like I've uh, upholstered the chair. Oh yeah, lovely. Uh, yeah, so uh, yeah, they they do they do record in in Vancouver. Uh, Rich Costi mixes the album. Yeah. Who did Bla- who did Black Holes and Absolution? Seems weirdly like. I don't think that was the name of it. <laughs> what? What? Black Holes and Absolution. Yeah, Black Holes and Absolution. Yeah, they're they're, the they're, they're they're three point fifth album. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, he mixed it. Is that like is that normal? Like getting like a big name who you've like worked with before, I mean, like, just mix it. Yeah, it feels a bit of a diss. No, <laughs> ah, I'd take it as a diss. Uh, okay, okay. <laughs> if Who's you said to me, you to if you them? said to me, we're gonna do, a, we said to me, we all, we're gonna do a different podcast now. Could you but edit can, it? But can you edit it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've asked Adam to mix my next like EP thing I might put out. That wasn't a diss to Adam. Like, but you, you haven't had Adam... What? Uh, shut up. Right, okay. Cool. <laughs> uh, yeah, so okay, cool. they do yeah, that. They, uh, they record. They do a load of recording for a number of months. Record. Uh, they start sort of teasing the album. Like they, they, this is, they get an Instagram account. They get quite like active on the social media. I remember this one being one where there was quite a lot of like... There was, there was. I remember there being quite a lot of of clips. I'd seen quite a lot of riffs and clips before this album came out. Yeah, they'd done a lot of like just a clip in a studio of like that sort of thing of just like cool. one take or whatever. Psycho. Uh, that is a song called Psycho by yes. the band by the band Muse. Uh, yeah, they reveal the name of the album to be Drones. It's not a very good title, in my opinion. It's pretty fucking boring. Thoughts? Um, I mean, it literally is like drone. It's like drone. I think I, I said to Lucas the other day, I was very disappointed that it wasn't actually a drone album. 
And then I then it took me to looking up drone music, which is uh, kind of just exactly what you'd expect. Yeah, just like an ambient, just sort of like a. Ooh. It's like it's like ambient metal. It's like if metal band did an ambient album. Yeah, oh, it's really? like ambient, but it's got a lot of like. I went to a great exhibition of uh, Lou Reed's guitar tech doing drones that was based on uh, a Lou Reed album um, here in Brighton. And it was just sort of like half an hour of standing in a room while he lent uh, the guitars with their strings facing the amp so that Mm. they would just feed back on each other and and, uh, and create these like never-ending drones with their feedback. And he'd just go around and like subtly tune each guitar. Oh my God. Do like different notes. It was fascinating. It was great. And he's like, and he's like, cheers for your money. But you could just, well, it was free. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but, <laughs> unsurprisingly, but you could like feel it in your chest because it was like some of it was so basic. Oh, it's great. I loved it. Down in your plums. It's like a sound bath. Like a sound, sound bath. bath. Yeah. Down in your plums. I can hear every bath I have. <laughs> okay, great, good. Yeah, splish, splish. like there's a lot of splash. And again, we're on the brink of discussing do, do you, something interesting, and we've just we've do you got do a lot word of splashing, Lucas? Instead. I do loads of splashing in the bath, and I'm playing with like my when I'm playing my boats and like you know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> little rubber ducky, yeah, yay. Uh, they do uh, on the 10th of March. So this is 2015 because they've like pretty much wrapped up recording the album, or they're nearly there. They announce like they basically announce and then immediately put on sale tickets for. The the what is dubbed the Psycho Tour. Oh God, no! Too scary. Which, Not going. Which, very scary. Which Not is uh, which is which is six dates in the UK, two I'd, in the US. I'd be terrified that if I was going to have a shower at the venue, someone would stab me. Yeah, don't have a shower at the gig. Mm-hmm. Do you not shower at gigs? Well, it depends. No, he has depends, noisy depends baths. On, at depends gigs. on who else is in the toilet with me. <laughs> right. Okay. Oh, okay. What are they showering oh, yeah. you with? It doesn't matter. No. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Let's move on. <laughs> um, yeah so and this is like so so i mentioned on the last one they did like they did like one small gig and they were like oh i really i really enjoyed that that was quite nice to do a little gig and not a a fucking stadium Mm, a little Mm. gig i love a little gig Mm. i can see people's faces and hear them and i can like (laughs) yes i remember you saying uh so that yeah they do the psycho tour which is a load of little venues in the uk uh how little are we talking Brighton Dome would be your comparison. So, that's like, what they went to. What's that? Like, nearly two thousand people. That is small, isn't it, for um for a stadium oh, yeah. band? That's very small for a stadium band. <laughs> I mean, the last small. time they did a, a arena tour, they was this is still talking the O2. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. And even before they're doing the O2, they're doing like the Brighton Centre or something, right. yeah, not yeah. the dome. It's so back to basics, man. Back mm. to. Basics. Yeah. So I th- so these tickets went on sale, right? So I was set to go. I went to Vegas that year on a holiday with friends. Yeah. Sure. Cheers to the invite. And <laughs> <laughs> you, you doesn't matter. <laughs> and they literally, I was like, get, I was like, I was literally like, I had my case packed. I was getting ready to leave to go to London to stay at my friend's house to then in the morning go straight from his house to the airport to go to. Mm. And then I was like, sorry, I'm going to be quite late now. Because Muse have just announced the tour and I have to immediately get on my computer and start trying to get tickets. Oh my god! Got fucking tickets, though, didn't I? Don't worry. Oh about yeah, I would, did. I, I would be so stressed. Don't being fucking the other worry about it. No, it wasn't the day of. It was the day before. Okay. Oh yeah. Okay. I, I, it was just me postponing getting there and like fine That's staying fine. the night. Yeah. If it was like, like I'll be, I'll meet you at the airport. I might be a little bit behind. But I have to get these Hold news. The just, for me. Hold the plane. Yeah. Could you just let uh, Virgin know that I'm going to be. <laughs> About four hours late. Has anyone got Richard Pratchett's number? I must tell him <laughs> I'm going to be late for one of his flights. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, so that's 10th of March. Uh, then 12th of March, they release Psycho as a single. First, first single. Uh, release the lyric video, because now lyric videos are the way you release music. Well, yeah, it's almost as if people pay attention on the, to On the YouTubes lyrics. and made the song available for download with an album pre-order. Oh, yeah, Which classic. I'd now at this point arrived in Vegas. And as soon as we got into our hotel room, I was like... Give me five minutes. I need to put on my headphones well, and not yeah, talk that, to you and listen yeah. to the new Muse song. That's the classic. That's what you do when you're on a holiday. You get off the plane, you get your bags, you get the shuttle, you go to the hotel, you check in, you put your bags in the room, you listen to the new Muse song, and yeah, you, you go out and check out the local area. You put on your headphones yeah. and go, I'm not yeah. going to talk. I'm not going to talk to you for the next... to me for five minutes. For the next five minutes. And then, and then also I have to listen to it. <laughs> and also then I have to listen to it again after for like a second. Go. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, you don't take it yeah, all yeah, in yeah. on the first go. Nah, so give anyway, me another. Uh, you, you, uh, you spent the so whole night listening, listening to Psycho for two hours. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't explore Vegas. I didn't go. I didn't do any gambling. I didn't see any. I just sat in my room and listened to Psycho over and over again. Yeah. Uh, you fucking slot hole. Because of like gambling, like a slot hole, mm. like slot. Like... That is good. Yeah. That's yeah. good. It, it did make it sound like I said something really, <laughs> really awful. I really thought <laughs> yeah. like, Jesus, yeah. I'm going to have to really edit this bit. But no, you're <laughs> yeah. okay. You're fine because I, I get it now. Yeah. Okay, good. Uh, they then it's... next thing was was Dead Inside was released, and that mm. was actually like their first actual lead single. Day two of Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was really quickly though. So twelfth of March, Psycho. Twenty third of March, Dead Inside. Bear in oh, mind, okay. the album's okay. not out until June. Oh, well, that yeah, is quite. That's down. quite a long way in advance, isn't it? Yeah. And then over the course of the next few, and this is what I don't like, and I think I mentioned this before. They then started to release lyric videos for fucking most of the album. Right, yeah. So they literally did, in or- this, they did them in all in order. So literally Psycho, Dead Inside, and then Mercy, Reapers, Handler, Defector. Like literally pretty much like two thirds of the album they've released as a lyric video prior to release. Wow. Which I didn't like. I remember I listened to Psycho, Mercy, uh, Psycho, Dead Inside, Mercy. I saw Reapers at the gig on the, on the Psycho tour I went to. So then when they released that one, I was like, I might as well listen. Mm. And then from that point, I then was like, I'm not listening anymore. Well, do you know, do you know what's weird? It's like, I can see that, that um, I can see a good reason for that strategy on something like The Second Law, where there's lots of different kinds of songs. And so it mm. might be like, you release six of them because there's going to be an audience for each one who will then check out the rest of the album. But they're largely but, similar. Exactly. Not not to like give away too much of what I think of the album. It, it, they're largely yeah similar songs of of a similar vibe so i don't know like you know if if you didn't like psycho you're probably not gonna like dead inside either you know? uh, no, i think, like, I think that yeah. i think dead inside is probably the outlier at least of those songs compared to Mercy oh, and psycho and reapers like or... yeah, yeah, psycho I mean, and reapers, yeah yeah you understand my yeah. point you know I'm yeah sorry. yeah, yeah. bit sorry. of a bit of a weird Just one uh <laughs> I mean, I mean, I get that take if also you're doing the thing that they've talked about for fucking years and never done, which is like slowly drip feeding an album over the course of a year. Yeah. And then like release the album at the end of the year. But they don't. They go psycho in March and then between 12th of March and the 5th of June, they've gradually drip fed eight of the tracks. Mad. Eight of the tracks. Yeah. On a, how many tracks are on the album? More. Twelve. And, and are two of those the spoken word ones? Yes. Uh, so, so, am I right? Is that right? No, 11, including the spoken word ones. 
So if they'd released mm. eight, there was only one song that you hadn't heard. Uh, <laughs> no, 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 I, no, no. I think I, I think it's when like I was released count- a single. With I think eight when B-sides. I, yeah, no, that sounds like too <laughs> sorry, many. Sorry, sorry, there is twelve. Just... Sorry, tracks one to eight is what my notes say because what I mean is I'm skipping the spoken words ones. Okay. So you've only uh, then got okay. you've only then got Revolt Aftermath the Globalist mm. as new stuff yeah. to listen to. Yeah, yeah. that is I was right. got three yeah. new tracks on an on an yeah. album. Which is why I stopped. Yeah. I was like, I'm not gonna listen to and also people were hyping up the handler and I was like, I'm gonna save it for the album. Right. Yeah. And, and then also, Defector, like, yeah, I did the same. I just didn't. And also there is twelve tracks. So Great. There's twelve. Have I fucked up my notes? For mercy. Yep. Handler, JFK Defector, Revolt. Aftermath. And we'll quickly go through them. The Globalist. Yeah. Oh, because drones. Yeah, because drones. Yeah, the song drones. Oh, and, yeah, and, and the title track. And there's a little insight into what Lucas thinks of the song drones. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, they did. In, they did one of the. They did a little version of their treasure hunts that they love to do. It was pretty minor. It was like go to a real location and, and right. open up an augmented reality app and then pull a virtual lever. But people quickly realised that you can go into your settings on your browser and spoof your location <laughs> and then just go to the location and and press the button and then you get That's the song not, not a lot of fun is it yeah but a i'm not gonna go joys. to i'm not gonna go to hong kong to pull a virtual lever on, All right, don't app on my phone don't them but Do so, I so i don't deserve to listen don't to the care. song is what you're saying you're yeah, saying exactly. i don't deserve to listen yeah, to the exactly. song don't, just don't do it um yeah and then uh well so so psycho and dead and sub released as like as like download only but then they were as a they were released as a double a side together with an actual physical release but the the, ver- the 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 download ones did did like get released. So where do they chart, Steve? Psycho. Psycho was number seven. Absolutely not. Uh, thirty-five. Right, and then Dead Inside. Let's do them both. So I don't give you seven. Jesus, thirty-five. Right, we've got fifty-five. <laughs> oh, oh my god, and seventy-one. Wow, yeah, seven, yeah, yeah, okay. Dead Inside being seven, 71 yeah. is actually quite surprising because it's quite a, like a rate. It's like it's the closest thing this one's got to like a bit of a radio friendly. 2015 you know. though, singles, no one's no one's buying singles. Well, but someone, it, it, but people are buying 70 singles more than that. Like 70 other singles people are buying in in larger quantities. Yeah, have they started taking into account streaming yet? I have no idea, mate. Because it, per- you are the person to answer well, I can't that remember, question. but but, but it, it, it could be that like then, you know, the top 50 is full of Queen you know and george michael mm. have they found a way around that yet do they now like do it based on recency or something like nobody knows nobody knows i mean even no, people... nobody knows how it works. on radio one they do the sunday night do they still do that like sunday night like the charts yeah, yeah. and they're just like we don't know we issue yeah yeah we've got this we've week no billy eilish is number one probably <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just I based on what like people, are, just based on how much people are talking about it, it's probably that one. I reckon. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And then they're on the the fifth of June, two thousand and fifteen. They released drones. It's fifty two minutes and forty seconds long. It was recorded in the warehouse studio, Vancouver. Where it's produced. By, it's produced by Mutt Lange, Vancouver. Uh, the artwork was done by Matt Mahurin. Mm. Okay. Doesn't deserve to work another day in his life. <laughs> Let's do that. Let's get the top thing on my list of on my album general notes before I start getting to my track by track. <laughs> artwork. Artwork. Yeah, what a shit. load of old shit. <laughs> it's like something somebody like it's something the, the edgy kid would paint for GCSE art. Literally yeah, a little it really uh, is. like it's like something that Steve would have done when he was fourteen. Sorry, Steve, I'm just gonna single you out as being a twat. 
<laughs> okay. Steve, we're uh, just going to take this moment in the podcast to single you out for uh, being a twat. Um, <laughs> I right. think it's probably worth pointing out that um, that article again that said that this album ended capitalism. Yes. <laughs> yeah. A Daily Mash article, right? Yeah. yeah. Now, it's not funny. I wrote, Adam will mention the Daily Mash article, but Steve mentioned it. So, Well, it's because we've mentioned it before on the yeah, podcast. But now I didn't, I didn't yeah. retread. I take an issue with that article. It's funny. It is funny, yeah. But saying it 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 um cancelled or cured capitalism, I think it's the wrong take because this isn't an album it's, about it's capitalism. It's against the theme of the album, yes. But yeah, like, it should you say know, it ended all wars. Yeah, sure, sure. Because that's they're, more they're, they're on playing, brand. It is, yeah. it is. It makes more sense for this album, but they're playing on the perception of Muse as a whole. Well, we don't need to explain the Daily Mash. It's really bad. Label. I mean, I mean, the the artwork for all of the singles as well. They're not as edge lord whack. But they are largely, they're very gloomy and like, it's just a lot of like, it's kind of like a single you'd expect out of like, like the album single is like, I don't know, like something you'd see like a Pantera cover or something. It's all very like grey and gloomy. It's like a someone screaming and doing a face, but it looks all fucked up. It's just stuff like that. It's all very just kind of like, it's like sketched artwork. Dreary and boring. Dreary and grey and everything is fucking grey and and mm, different shades of dark gray. green yeah and dark green yeah exactly that yeah mm. uh yeah the guy who did the artwork has directed music videos for the likes of u2 metallica tom waits and rem which rem okay. video as if i did that much research <laughs> okay come on we gotta get through it we gotta get through it come on all right come on, come on, come on. Okay. uh yeah uh they released it uh it, they, there was a there was a there was a special edition that came with the dvd right Pretty boring special edition compared to like some of the. Well, we, well, you know, I've showed you the special editions of some compared of the other Compared to albums. some of the merch that you've shown, yeah. Yeah, it's just a Scott DVD. <laughs> uh, yeah, the album. Let's talk about it. Okay. It's a, okay. Concept, it's a concept album, isn't it? It certainly is. It certainly is. What's it about, Steve? What's the plot? What's, the, what's it about? Here they come. The drones. the drones. It's about the drones. <laughs> Bloody drones you, coming in and be, being do, all bad and stuff. Before we do get too far in, and I, I know it's the wrong order to do it in because we would usually talk about it after the album. But what is like the deal about the perception of this album? Yeah, because as far as I'm aware, it has a bit of a black sheep vibe. Well, like for me, like, like Lucas has been, yeah, yeah. I mean, Lucas has been very vocal that this is the worst Muse album, and it's I really think it's, shit. Well, it's largely, so I've gone in. It's, it's largely it's like maligned. In, it's largely maligned by a large chunk of the fan base to be a misstep. I think. Yeah, what like Lifeblood? Yeah, like it's them going. It's it's people are asking for it. People be like, oh, I want Rocky Muse. I don't want fucking. No, it doesn't sound like Rocky. I wouldn't like. People like, I don't want. I don't want fucking Panic Station. All this silly nonsense. I just want Muse to do a rock album. What they really mean is they want. They want Muse to somehow magically be able to do Origin of Symmetry again twenty years into yeah. their career, which just doesn't yeah. happen. And then they did a rock album, but surprise, surprise, it doesn't sound like Muse at twenty-two years old having like all this fucking mad energy and craziness. It just kind of sounds like like thirty-eight-year-old Muse making a rock album, making a rock album. Yeah, which is what it is. Which is what it is, and yeah. it sounds exactly like that. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. sound... People say, oh, it's a return to, like... It's not a return to anything. It doesn't sound anything like old Muse. It just sounds like later Muse doing an album without the st- the fun stuff. But the thing is, that's what's kept Muse entertaining for me and good, is they've done different things and done fun stuff and gone really silly and done stuff. Like that. I don't want to hear some... them just doing a bunch of rock songs. 
really. There is some different stuff, though. There it's, is. Of course, it's yeah. Pep- of course. Peppered. It's not just peppered. literally, like, the one song over and over again. But it is fairly restrained, as far as a Muse album goes, after you've just had Resistance and Second Law. Well, yeah. It feel, it feels and even Black Holes. Bit, even it, Black it, Holes. it feels like a bit of, like, a... Uh, from from any other band, I'd say it's like a course correction where they felt they'd gone too silly and tried to go back to being serious. But I, I don't. I think, like you said, like or well, well, rather what Chris said. Like I think they just wanted to get back to doing stuff that wasn't as as electronic. Just one, um, but then, but then it's funny because Simulation Theory is next. And... Yeah, exactly. But then, like you know, I think they have clearly picked up like a lot of like a little bag of tricks along the way. That like yeah, Steve yeah. said, they like pepper in all these little blends of like. These little ele- electronic elements sort of work their way into um, the, the the rock album, but uh, to like, but, but much less than anything in the last three albums. Last yeah, five. but it's also a darker album than the last few. Mm-hmm. Maybe since yeah. like yeah. Absolution. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it has a similar grey feeling that Absolution did for me, which is funny because yeah. both of their album artworks are like a grey. Right. Yeah. yeah, but maybe but the art looks like, really good because it fits the album. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah, it does. It really, it does fit it. Yeah, but like, whereas the last the last album was sort of all over the place, this definitely has a concurrent theme, and there's yeah. a story there. I've no idea what the story is because I really couldn't be bothered to get into the lyrics. <laughs> but I mean, I could I could work out some lines like drones. <laughs> um, yeah, and another song he says, "Hold on, drones." drones. Yeah, hold on. There's another one here. Drones. What about yes. the last? So what about the, la- what about the last? Third one what about well. the last track on yeah, the album? Yeah. What about the last track on the album? No, I didn't. Didn't really. I thought it was only eleven tracks. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. No, it is. It is a concept album. Like, a, it's their first. Like, I mean, Adam, you said like you felt like a soft concept through albums, but this is one where they like explicitly were like, it's a concept album. We have written it with a plot and a narrative and all the rest of it. Uh, it's about a soldier's abandonment and indoctrination as a human drone and eventual defection. Yes. Um, he said the album's theme... So it's theme, not about, like, little remote-controlled... It's not about fun drones. It's not about drones that you use Aww. to, like, like go over, like, a night, do a nice shot of, like, a lake. Not the ones you race yeah. with. Yeah. 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 A few years ago, I really, like, was almost borderline about to spend, like, 1,800 quid on a drone and Don't all the bits. Like, I wasn't just going to buy a drone. I was going to buy, like, a really good drone and... All the bits. I was like, if I've I'm going to do it, I'm doing it properly. I'm going to have a fucking headset that I can like see the camera, uh, all the you know fucking remote control that does all the stuff. A gimbal for my GoPro. I'm going to do it all. I'm doing it all. And then I was like, I'll sit on it for a couple of weeks. I'm, I have a I have a bad habit of like impulse, fly. Of impulse fly buying things. And then I sat on it for a couple of weeks, and I was like, let's not spend all that money. You will not fly if you sit on it for two weeks. <laughs> oh. I met a guy. Well, I worked with a guy who had a drone, and he's exactly how you'd expect. He'd be like, look at this footage. I'm like, okay, it's some people's back gardens. I'll leave him alone. He's having a nice time. That is the thing. I'm like, looking at other people's back gardens. I look at the footage. You can look at the footage back and go, go, oh, that's some really (laughs) nice footage I got of like the new forest. Or I could just probably go on YouTube and find someone else has done it. Oh, for fuck's sake, Lucas. I could just go on YouTube. (laughs) I was going to record an album, but I looked it up and it turns out other people have made albums. So um, in in terms of like the perception of it, was it that people wanted, like you said, like 
origin of symmetry they wanted like huge energy and didn't get the energy i don't think people were that specific has... people, people wanted rock muse i think at the least. no this one knows what they want muse, though, but that's what I mean. but i think but i think what they realize is muse don't do rock muse as well as they used to right i mean okay. this is what i've been talking about yeah. the last couple albums that in my opinion a lot of the, the, the actually the less good songs on the last couple albums have been the ones that are straight up rock songs like yeah big yeah, yeah. freeze is just like yep that's fine well i think that that's because and, it, and it's like very very clear to me like on this album personally that like they are a big pop rock band that have to do the big production stuff and so this has although it's a rock album it's got it's very nicely like and neatly sort of produced you know it's like some of the drums are like clearly loops and everything is very nicely quantized and you can hear some of the pitch correction but that is just par for the course on like huge you know muse are huge at this point and so there's a lot riding on this album yeah and i think genuinely the majority of people want want their music to be neat and orderly so i think despite being a rock spell r-a-w-k obviously i've got that written down adam just right there it's quite Uh, in, in capitals it's quite a neat and orderly album and i think that leads to it feeling a bit sterile yeah. in places where it's like yeah 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 i just think they i think it's fine that they don't do absolution 2 or origin 2 because it's very hard to go back and do that and so don't even try and like just, like if muse had kept doing that they'd have been made a made drones two albums ago and it probably wouldn't have been very good and they probably wouldn't have been very as big but instead they like kept doing different things and kept themselves interesting and silly and then people kept enjoying them whereas i think i mean in fact they don't do drones too after drones it's kind of telling right they go very much in the opposite direction from drones yeah but then they've only had one album since drones maybe the next one will be drones well, too we don't do we don't know do we, we don't we don't know there's drones no way of knowing we'll never I know i do i know oh. what what's the mm-hmm. next muse album called could really put you on the spot it's um called P- pixies and boobs that's a weird move. Weird. What a weird move from Muse. Pixies <laughs> and boobs. That sounds more like yeah. the sort of album title you'd get from someone else that, that Mutt just, Lang, that that Mutt Lang real, would, would produce. That's a real insight <laughs> to my brain. Pixies and boobs. Um, uh, so one, yeah. one, one, one of my final general thoughts before we like dive into the the tracks. Yeah, I'll go. Please. I'll also give you a little bit of what Matt kind of just how he described the album, just to give you some context before you listen. Okay, in case it, cool. In case it, uh, affects your views i just wanted to just return to that idea of sort of uh vibe chasing sort of thing uh in that it's i think i think to place this album into the context of of what it is uh, of where it was released in time is that rock was having quite a big resurgence around this time i don't remember this it was sort of spirit well yeah but you're not into trendy sort of stuff but like I, I i know arctic <laughs> monkeys went a bit right. more they got josh Homm to produce and they did a bit of like a, a so that that was that was earlier that was like 2009 so in, oh. but but in 2000 that's very recent for me <laughs> in 2013 they released am which is like their big um american kind of rock album and it sort of then Mm. led to the success of royal blood and all these sort of like smaller rock bands sort of coming up through the through the ranks um and so i think you know muse aren't a band that sort of lead the way they they kind of let other musicians other bands dip their toe in the water before they sort of 
uh, dive in. And Arctic Monkeys did the same thing, really. You know, they fed off the resurgence of rock from the Strokes, you know, in the early 2000s and whatever. But I just wanted to place that into its sort of... The, the timeline of, of where music was is they, they did kind of... And it's, it's a, you know, it's a canny move to sort of, like, wait for rock to come back to do your rock album, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I don't remember any of it because I didn't... I don't really follow enough music. To... You wore off your tits on heroin as well, weren't you? Oh, so Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh. 2015. That mate. was when you were doing that. 2015 was Classic. my big heroin year. You were yeah. so fun that year. Oh. So fun. Oh, so good. So much nicer. Yeah. I'm actually trying to remember what I did in 2015 was actually quite a heavy year for me. Yeah, I could imagine. for all the H. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What did Matt say then? What's Matt fucking babbling about this year? He described the themes of this album as deep ecology. (laughs) Okay. I I can't remember what ecology means. I just need to uh, quickly uh, Google. Eco. No, it's got nothing to do with the word eco in terms of like, like what you're thinking. Ecology is the study of relationships between living organisms. The empathy gap, which drones, yeah, yep. and World War Three, yeah. shocker, cool. Uh, <gasps> quote to me, drones. This is a bit fucking mad and wanky. To me, drones Great. are metaphorical psychopaths, which enable psychopathic behavior with no recourse. The world is run by drones, utilizing drones to turn us all into drones. Keeps using the word drones. This album explores explores the journey. This album explores the journey of a human from their abandonment and loss of hope to their indoctrination by the system to be a human drone and their eventual defection from their oppressors. He has also, in one interview, said that he imagined the protagonist to be a woman named Mary, which strikes me as bollocks because it's a lot of the songs are literally like from the perspective he uses male, like, he like says guy in one of them for example right is guys not gender neutral i always say hey guys to yeah. everybody maybe he but he yeah. also on another one said oh the uh the protagonist's name is dom <laughs> okay. so fuck it, i wonder where he got the inspiration for that oh, i don't know is it because is it because dom is actually not a real person and he is being piloted <gasps> and that's maybe. his like clue that actually dom died years ago <laughs> He's got a lever stuck in his neck, and there's a big hand over the back of Dom at the back. That's of why sometimes he's in those like kit. form-fitting all-body suits because they're like doing uh, repairs at the time, and so it's the easiest way to just cover up where there's just exposed gotcha. bits. Yeah. They put him in like yeah. an all-body thing, and actually underneath oh it, it's just like robot parts being piloted by probably Morgan. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He does a probably Morgan. He is the backbone of the band. He's the workhorse. Yeah. Uh, Excellent. Yeah. Get inside.
weak opener in my opinion. Oh, really? Quite like it. No, I like. No, I like. I quite like the song actually, but I don't like it. As, you know what I want from an opener, mate. You know what I want from an opener. You want it to you want set a slow the building, scene epic. And, yeah. What big? I want. Does this feel like just another song to you? This feels like a single. It feels like starting with. It's like opening with Uprising right. to me. It's just open with a single. Yeah. Do you think you would have felt that way if you hadn't heard it as a single? Mm, maybe. Yeah, 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 yeah. But also, yeah, it's not. I mean, it, it, it does get bigger. I guess the song does like. Yeah. Build. It opens up towards the end, like yeah, and, and, does. and like all it starts quite, uh, quite small and then um, quite um, intimate, and then it does sort of expand into Adam a widescreen. Yeah, yeah, and everything yeah. from two minutes and thirty-five seconds is. That's like interesting. I, 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 I like the second half less than I like the first half. That tracks. Because I like the... the all, of, I, all of that I, stuff. I find the first half quite plodding. Like, it's kind of like madness-ish. Like, yeah. it kind of feels like it's coming from a similar place as madness. I think this is one of the best things they've put out since Black Holes and Revelations. Is this like, the song that you told? This is, is this the yeah. song that you told me that you really liked when we were drunk? And I yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. I think this is top ten. I think this is so good. That's yeah. really surprising. And is this the song that I showed you in the car yes. that we talked about? And then I showed you Dreaming a City. By Mannix. Yeah, yeah, And so yeah. did you like it then when I showed you it in the car? I don't think so. I don't really remember it until, like, fairly recently. And it's just so good. I just, I like how sparse, like, the first sort of bits are. I love that there's a guitar solo within the first minute. I like that the solo is also <laughs> quite, like, it's quite a not-like solo. It's quite, like, just kind of a bit weird and, like, yeah. not not to say improvised, but it's kind of got that more vibe of, like, a bit of, like, a just having a bit of a jam on a guitar instead of, like, a very, it's like... a bit weird <laughs> and all over the place. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like it's, a big... and it's, it's an odd structure, like, as well. Like, the second half, like, is basically all chorus, and the first half doesn't have one. Um, yeah. It's quite Arctic Monkeys. It has that sort of picking sort of uh, thing going on yeah uh, and it's the best vocal melody that he's ever put Which on a record bit? what what bit of it the the, the, the verse the verses oh really so the, not the end because i love time, I, that, just I, think, love... I think the end's fine that sort of muse doing what they do um <laughs> but the the the, the uh, revere a million prayers and draw me into your holiness stuff that's like I just love that the 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 melody is just like all over the place and it's kind of unpredictable. The first, Steve, the first do you not you like it because he does a few little vocal inflections that you don't like? You've you've picked up on this before where there's certain little like unleash like stuff like that where you're kind of like yeah you kind of haven't responded to like kind of vocal things like that where he's being a bit showy. To your holiness. But clearly no, not. That's it, cool. That's so no, cool. No, I quite, I quite, I quite liked it on this. I, I, like I said, I don't think it's amazing. And this is gonna, you know, spoilers. It's gonna track that. I think it's absolutely fine. The end, the ending is quite. Oh, it's not. The ending is quite. Um, is is big and and nice, and he's got. It's big and nice. Got some pipes, but it does. Um, it does track Adam. What you're saying about how you can sort of hear the pitch correction and stuff. Yeah, his voice definitely towards the end of this, like, yes, it's very effective. much so. Yeah. But but it, it it does sort of fit the vibe yeah. of the song. Well, I mean, um, this is this is my this is this is the thing is that the album is about turning a human into a machine, and I think that the blend of like organic rock music and with these little electronic touches and a voice that sounds affected by technology whether it was deliberate or not, is perfect for mixed function. Doesn't strike me as probably not deliberate. 
maybe the maybe the the voice, but I think using pitch correction is probably more just they wanted it to sound perfect. Yeah, maybe, maybe, but like there is, you know, there's something sort of. Uh, I think there's something to be said uh, in 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 that regard, in terms of like turning the human voice into something a little bit more digital. Um, yeah, I, I I think it's cool. I mean, I love this song. I think the lyrics are genuinely quite good and thoughtful. Like that bit that we were just singing, "Revere a million prayers and draw me into your holiness." That just about means like nothing enough that I like it. Yeah, and something that makes me like it a bit more. Do you know what Sounds I mean? It's poetic the, enough. Exactly, that, yeah. it's the right amount of vague. It could really mean something, but it probably but it doesn't. Probably doesn't yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, <laughs> but, then, but then later on in the song, he's talking about like you've taught me to lie without a trace and to kill with no remorse, which I think is cool. You know, he's setting up this story of of a, a, a hypnotized guy, you know, which which carries on in, in, into the next sort of couple of songs. Um, but then the, the, the fourth line of that little stanza is, on the outside, I'm the greatest guy. Yeah. And it's like, uh, he's given himself <laughs> too much rope. Yeah. He, he just too yeah. many lyrics. The, uh, <laughs> One the, of them had to the, be shit. The, <laughs> for, for me, it's the first, the first half is, is fine. But I think if it, if it all stayed in that style, whatever, I'd be like, meh. But for me, the second half, I mean, it's what I respond to, isn't it? Big, it goes soaring. His his voice gets, just gets like, his voice just gets... Yeah, it is And good. like, and it's, it, even though it's actually quite simple, it's just like... Yeah. It's pretty basic, but it's the vocals. It's that mm, lovely, lovely, lovely. This is kind of MK Ultra the album in terms of theme. It just occurred to me. Yeah. Like... A song that I called, a song that I largely called just a rock song. No, I don't mean the song. It's just like the 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 theme, right? Of just like brainwashing a person to to. to Yeah, I mean, MK Ultra was about like forcibly doing it to to like innocence. Well, I guess it's the same with like soldiers, but this Mm. is more specifically about like a character, isn't it? It also seems much more concerned with like the military. Yeah, it's a specific thing, you know. Which is, but it's, it's, oh yeah, because of the next song. Well, it's interesting <laughs> that you say like it's interesting that you say, like the the bit where you say like it sounds like he's brainwashed. You know, you've caught me to kill with no remorse, etc. But yeah. that kind of doesn't really tr- it doesn't really track with the so the concept. So every single song of this, my first note says concept, which is wh- right. where where this song is in, in the in yeah, story. Yeah, yeah. Is Great. this song is like the protagonist basically like falling, losing hope because of like a, basically a breakup. And then becoming like vulnerable to then psycho, which is when they then essentially get like indoctrinated. Because this song was written about his breakup with Matt with Kate Hudson. Wow, that did not come across at all. <laughs> it could have been like a guy got his family airstriked, you know. And oh, then it might be a Kate. bit that on would... the nose, though. <laughs> <laughs> but this whole album's so on the nose. But also, but also, could you not say that's a bit more? You know, that that someone just something as simple as like they got their heart broken, then they get like they go, oh well, I guess I'll go and join the military. And then, yeah, you know, although they I'm get like honest, taken I, advantage of. I thought that this was much more sort of wrapped up in like CIA. Which, yeah, but that's the thing; it kind Lee of Harvey does Oswald read like that as well. Kind of it stuff, kind of does, you know? but but in the mm. yeah, like but like in terms of the plot, Just it's kind of patsy. like they haven't yet become the Patsy because that's kind of they're about to get yeah, like they're about to get indoctrinated by a drill sar by a drill sergeant. If you do not do what you are told to do, when you're told to do it, you will be punished. Do you understand? Aye, sir. If you leave my base without proper authorization, I will hunt you down and do it. Okay, we can't play the whole song. So I've played 12 of 21 seconds. You know what I'm going to say about it. It's shit. Cool as fuck. Uh, Just make it part of Psycho. Yeah, make it part of Psycho. 
Yeah. I don't understand but because, why. But because they want to be able to have it as a single. But then it's weird because Psycho still has all this going on. So it's not like they're like, well, let's make Psycho accessible well, yeah, by, exactly. not, by not having a man shouting at a person and calling him a pussy. Because that's in the song as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you exactly. know what it is? Because they couldn't have a 10-track album. I reckon. Well, they could have split. They could. There. They could have split the globalist into three tracks if they were really that. They could have just got rid of, of it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, spe- Coldplay would uh, would disagree with you because they have they specifically album, they specifically have a ten track album, but hmm. two of the songs have extra songs. Oh yeah, Viva La Vida. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. and Cold and Coldplay have disagreed with me in they the past. They do actually. They've had some story. very hurtful things yeah. to say about. End you. of the season. I'll I'll, I'll uh, open reveal up for that story. all. Reveal a million prayers. Uh, they revere a million prayers. Oh, shut up! I know. They <laughs> they originally wanted to use a sample from Full Metal Jacket, but they didn't yeah, get permission. Yeah. So they basically were like, "Let's do that." So they just remade Full Let's Metal Jacket. Let's do that yeah, sort yeah. of thing. Like a man who's got a must, you know, you know, he's got like a mustache and the, an aviator, dark aviators on, and he's wearing yeah. one of those like wide brimmed military hats. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure yeah, actually yeah. there is a video of it, and I'm pretty sure it's that. So I think I'm, I'm not face. really imagining it. I think I'm just remembering it. It go- goes into. <laughs> 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 it goes into Psycho, right? Like, you know, I don't, yeah. I don't hate it. I think it works going into Psycho. I just I don't know uh, why it's a it, it, it actually goes down really well live because people love the call and response of like, I right. Okay, people okay, love yeah. that. Oh, people cool, lap yeah, that yeah, yeah. up because they, they, they still do it. They still do that before Psycho. But because I really miss live shows, you saying the call and response, I got like chills all up my back at the idea of, of it. someone shouting, I, sir. Yeah, just me going, yes, daddy. <laughs> at, a, at, a, at a on this tour, military man, and on the simulation theory tour, someone else. That they, Ooh, they, no change it, they change it up. Robot soldiers. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, the main thing about this song is that spra- square brackets are cool. Uh, it's it not square, square brackets? brackets on Spotify. Not on Spotify. Is it not? No. Might be on Genius, which is probably way too like I feel like now I have to grab the album to be sure. It's all the way over there. Oh, wait for Merch Corner. Yeah, we'll find out what Merch Corner shows us the album. Uh, yeah. And it... um, I think it's cool. I don't really care. It's a separate track. I'm glad it's a separate track so I don't have to listen to it every time I hear Psycho, which is exactly ah, what, they're going, so well which exactly Psycho, what they're going for, but good. Yeah. Well, this is in my top ten news song. Oh, 
like well, of course like it is. That. It sounds it sounds a bit like something bullets and octo would do. <laughs> it's so good. It's like a, it's, it's a Jack Daniels ice yeah. state. Well, you know what's riff, funny? That's, isn't it? that's quite funny because apparently God. Dom was always saying to Matt, so this is a riff. We've all heard it. This is yes, a riff yeah. they We've would play. We've all heard it. For as long it's as, a riff, okay? Get for as long it. as since 1999, <laughs> they used this as just like a jam. It was known yeah. colloquially as the 0305030 riff. Because that's how you play it. Because that's how you play the, the riff. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And Dom was always saying to Matt, turn that into a song, turn that into a song. And Matt would say, no, it's too redneck. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And yeah. the fact that Steve yeah. is, that's what Steve responding to is on Well, Steve is sat topless with his like sleeve tattoos and his like nicely like trimmed beard. Steve is a redneck. Steve's a redneck. Oh, yeah. And I if currently have Murphy, a very redneck. You might be a redneck. <laughs> um, right? I, I I think like yeah, like cool riff, but like all the audio clips sort of drip thread throughout the song. They 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 work so well. Yeah. Like there's the the one that works really well going into the verse because you expect it to do like a big shouty thing and then they do a riff. But yeah, it just oh, it's, it, I think it just it's really cool. I'm really on the like, fence. It gets now. me really pumped. I'm kind of on the and fence. I, I do think it does fit the song and it certainly fits the theme for the album and the you know what they're going for. But like when I first heard it, I was a bit I was a bit embarrassed. Right. Oh no, yeah. he's like, what's your war cry? I was a bit ah, so I was cool. a bit like, oh, this is a bit It's very on the nose. It's a bit <laughs> But I I I I agree with Steve and it makes me physically sick to say it. But uh I I, I <laughs> think yeah. I think it works. I think like it's also do you know what I also like about it is that it's in conversation with the last song. It's like the other side. It's the person who's of dr- what, drill sergeant or or, or uh, dead, dead inside. inside of dead yeah, drill sergeant, <laughs> not a song. Um, <laughs> now that's uh, interesting because when we get to JFK, is that a song? Well, 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 we'll get I have thoughts on that. I have thoughts on that. But obviously, like he's he's the guy that taught the guy in dead inside to to lie and uh, you know kill with with no remorse. And yeah, it's sort of like on the nose. And the lyrics are a bit blunt, uh, but you know, there's some interesting stuff in there. I think. I think the song calls into question who is the drone. I'm surprised that you this know? song is ever described as interesting because this is like straight up. Ju- it's just a song we're like written around a riff. Jump to the riff. Yeah, but it's quite. Do the it's riff. quite new for Muse at this point, isn't it? To use audio clips. And yeah, stuff. that is. Yeah, that is, and it? and to also directly tell a very coherent story. So if it didn't have yeah. the audio clips, very different situation. Do you think? Then no, kind I of a boring think, rock I don't think song. A very different, um, a very different story for me anyway. Because like the lyrics are, "Your mind is just a program, and I'm the virus." Which is quite uh, a cool lyric. I quite like that one. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. And, and then it's got that, that comes up to that bit that I, for some reason, I just find irresistible. I think it's his delivery of the lines where he goes, I'm changing the station. I'll improve your thresholds. I'll turn you into a super, super drone. drone. <laughs> <laughs> I missed the word super drone. Yeah, super drone. That um, would fit well I, on know, um, the drones album, wouldn't it? Oh, man. I don't think it's great writing, but I think it, it serves the purpose and it completely yeah. ignores the rule of like, you know the rule in writing is show don't tell, and this song is yeah. just Matt telling tell. you <laughs> what is going on. You know, but uh, yeah, I think yeah, I think it's cool. Matt, uh, des- Matt described this as their least expensive song. <laughs> Why? And what he meant is it's cheap, right? Like he okay, literally meant yeah. like this song is so cheap. Like play a riff, and mm. they'll jump to the riff, and it's a riff. It is too long. Yeah, probably. Yes. Could probably do be doing it's about like five a, and a half. Could probably be doing with being like yeah. two and a half minutes and nothing more. 
yeah or just like a three and a half minute sort of like rock song but at, f- at five and a bit minutes it's it's a yeah, bit, it's a bit longer. yeah yeah i uh, um, it you reminds know, you, me you a little hear bit that riff be- one too many times maybe. Yeah. it does yeah. remind me a little bit of the beautiful people by marilyn manson <gasps> yeah yeah of course yeah 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 vocals as well are very similar apparently there's some strings in the mix i didn't pick them out but they're on the like i can't say that i like towards the end apparently so i'm guessing during all like them when it's all going a bit like big this is muse there's a six minute long orchestral sort of piano bit thing at the end of this song isn't it right did you guys miss oh did i did i cut did i miss that one out on my when on my listen that's so good. Yeah, it's quite. It's, 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 it, I enjoy it because it's fun and it rocks and it's just like a good like yeah. And it's fun live again. It's one of those songs that I'm like, I've seen it though. Like I don't really. It doesn't impress me enough that I want to see it live a dozen times. All right, should I Twain? It, yeah, cool back. Yeah, <laughs> I can't believe it kisses its cock at night. Okay, so you're the lead singer of a stadium rock band. What? That's what that line is. I can't believe you kiss your cock at night. <laughs> what? <laughs> Okay, great. Good. You stuff. must be joking, right? It's car good night, but uh, I always heard it's yeah, cock yeah. at night. And then, and then uh, Peter Kay did a bit about that exact bit, and I could never have that opinion without someone accusing me. Did of he rip you off, off of ripping off Peter Kay? But wow. I, I, I thought it when I was a kid because I used to giggle no, in my car that when she'd sing because... it, and I was in my parents' car, and I'd hear that on the radio. I'd be like, <laughs> but Peter Kay's entire career is built on going around noticing things that other people have noticed. So that they can go, yes, I've noticed that as well. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. So I am original. Tell me I'm yeah. original. You're original, Lucas. Thank you. You're a sexy man. You're a really, a really good boy. Oh, thanks, Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, sir. Oh. Uh. How did this get airplay as well, by the way? This is a single. How would this have gotten airplay? Well, no, got as a single. So this can't get airplay, surely. Cut right. out all the spoken word bits. Bleep it. What do you do? It goes, your size psycho, on the radio. Does it? I remember it, yeah. What, your size psycho? But then what about the bit where it's like, yeah. you're a pussy? Like, what do they do it, I think it. I genuinely think it doesn't have those bits in it. Because yeah. I, I don't remember. I remember you hearing it. You'd also have to cut it down and, from five minutes. Yeah, there's that. But I remember you guys saying how it goes, you fucking psycho. I mean, fucking suck hole, whatever the joke was. But I was like, it swears? Right, because, because I on the radio, because this, this would have been like back when you were like a delivery driver. Uh, maybe not even at this point, but I still knew the song. Just on the radio, or whatever. Like I guess so. Just and you, yeah, and, and, and you, but you would have only heard it on some kind of radio mix, which goes "Yesai Psycho." <laughs> yeah. So shit. Yeah. So and I, I don't think it, I might be wrong, and I'll be proven. Well, I imagine someone write in, uh, Matt. Right. Write in. Write in snail mail. P.O. Box Jinx. P.O. Box Jinx. Oh, Jinx. <laughs> Oh, Steve got double. That means we can't yet. talk. Well, no, Steve can't got talk, double jinx, and yet he's still Shh. talking, which means he's going to die. Unbelievable. Is that it? Yeah, he died. Wow. Uh, oh, mercy. Great. <laughs> yeah, done. <laughs> oh, fuck's sake. Girls carrying the shoes down in the lobby. Candle wax and Polaroids on the hardwood floor You and me from the night before But don't read Sorry, that was the, that was the wrong song. Uh, was, what is that song called?
is the uh, so does wrong. every song just sound like new year's day yeah i've written it down in my notes i mean it's similar Starlight again, but not as good. Yeah, yeah. it's a bit lame, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's Muse. It's, this, this is Muse by numbers. This is like, let's yeah. do one of those. Let's do a stadium a, filler. Arpeggios. It's got some arpeggios. It's got some piano. It's quite Starlight adjacent, I think. I mean, it's there Queen because harmonies. you need the big pop moment to bring in like the casual listener, right? Yeah, suppose. and then like they put it in between the two biggest like rocks. If you must, <laughs> if you must, I guess. But meh. I yeah, I, I can imagine. I, I reckon just take it off the album. I don't care about this yeah. song. That's that's my description. Lucas, do I don't care about this song. <laughs> do they play this live, Lucas? This and is what, does he so, walk around like Bono? So this is so this is my example. This is my example. I keep giving when I'm talking about they they keep filling sets now with too many songs that fit the same purpose. Is that they will play this. And they'll play Starlight, which is just like they they fill the exact same role in the set, except Starlight's thirty times better. So just does he walk around with his microphone? He plays around with his microphone. Has done the maths. Uh, So (laughs) so like yeah, he walks around with his microphone. He does that. I think I'm pretty sure, and he does. Yeah, I'm pretty sure this is one where he's like, man, my bit's not important enough that I couldn't just farm it off to Morgan. Yeah, it's just like meh, whatever. The chorus sounds like something from Absolution. Which I don't necessarily use as a compliment, but I, I, I think it's those like I classic muse arpeggios. I mean, it has got classic muse <laughs> yeah. arpeggios, but yeah. I but I like Absolution and don't really rate this. So <laughs> right, okay, so I'm wrong. So you're wrong. <laughs> I, I'm still a sucker for that kind of glacial piano over the top. That kind of clear. I don't know. Glacial the New Year's Day. Yeah, glacial the bass. Is a yeah. Lovely word. That's the bass and the piano. Yeah, yeah. The, the New Year's yeah. Day of it all. I'm going to start describing oh. things as glacial more, Lucas. Lifeblood is, life is glacial. Mm. Like it's like a yeah, what, yeah. it's like a a, a fox's, fox's glacier. Fox's glacier mint. mint. I was going to say mint. it. <laughs> uh, it's also just it's it's back to like the lyrics being so vague that they don't really mean very much to me personally. I think I think that sells singles a little bit better, maybe. But it's but it's lost the storytelling sort of element yeah. that we had on the previous tracks. If you're going with the concept of the album, this is like, they're, it's basically them just getting worse. Like, just kind of f- fallen on the inside. Like, basically just like, 
it's tell ridiculous. me why the men in cloaks always have to bring me down yeah it's particularly bad Men in cloaks. Who are the mm. men in cloaks in this context? Do many they... men in the military wear cloaks? <laughs> Do they? Well, well, well. Now you've asked. Or is the question. he talking about like the Illuminati in well, the exactly. basement? Now you've asked the question. We're moving into an interesting territory where he's talking about the people who are pulling the strings behind the military operation, and that's what I was saying on the last track. Who is the real drone? Because it seems to me that the drill sergeant is also a drone taking orders from a shadowy, corrupt. Uh, overseeing sort of secret government and you know uh the the, the corrupt um illuminati-esque figure the drones you know yeah the people, drones the behind people in the hot drones fuzz, behind uh, the drones it's the people in hot fuzz who say the greater good it's them right, right? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah but, but yeah. you know i just want to keep asking the question who's the real drone guys I don't think we'll I know. Like, and we've established it, and it's we've established doing. it, and it's dumb. That's what the artwork is doing, though. Because the drone guy. has yeah. got a yeah, playing the man. The, drone, who's playing. the guy who's controlling the drones is being controlled himself. But what if the big hand has a bigger hand? Exactly. Well, where does it stop? Why the vinyl version? The vinyl all the version way down. With, vinyl its, version. with its expanded space should have an additional <laughs> yeah. hand controlling an additional head. It's just it's a gif. Hands the all vinyl the way version back. is a gif. Yeah, and it just keeps moving out. Um, yeah, it's with, I just, on the artwork, he is creating the absolution artwork. What with the le- like the men, like the people. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not quite the absolution artwork, but it is kind of adjacent. It's very similar. It? Yeah, yeah, but like and a thousand times, a thousand times worse because I like the absolution artwork quite a lot, and this album artwork s- sucks. And so does Mercy. <laughs> it really sucks. so hard yeah 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 it's good yeah it's great isn't it yeah it's good right so the handler okay. the handler <laughs> <laughs> um what is the, the the you know the tapping at the beginning what is the acdc song that, that is like is it um thunderstruck Thun- thunderstruck that's it yes that's what it immediately reminded me of yeah yeah, yeah. it sounds like thunderstruck which acdc Mutlang. yeah there's a whole uh connecting sort yeah, of like yeah. web there yeah yeah, um, noodly. I think noodly. personally, I think that it sort of lacks the the punch of the first two tracks of like Dead Inside and not Drill Sergeant, but Side. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it does have some fucking niffage, 
you know. I, I predicted yeah. that you'd really like the solo of this song because it's kind of in that unnatural selection, kind of a bit more weird and twiddly, not just doing like a big shred. It's kind of doing like a bit of a... Like a bit more... Again, yeah. improvised sounding. It's not improvised, but it's got that kind of more that sound. My like... my my favorite thing about the track is that stuttering vocal effect, the ma 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 that that sort of stuff. When's that? But the uh, I think we just heard some of it. I didn't write down a time code because I'm an idiot. But there's loads of um, interesting <laughs> uh, electronic vocal effects going on in in the background here that reminded me of Assassin. Right, it's doing um, like a bit of he's doing a bit oh, of yeah, a barbershop yeah. like Assassin yeah, in the background. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but I did, you're right. I did. I did like the solo. It just seems that like at six minutes, it's very it's, long. Yeah, it's again, too long. Yeah, you know, it, it, yeah. they're really stretching the songs to like as as far as they'll go. I think the sirens are nice touch though. I like the sirens. Sirens are a cool touch. The outro riff is very Rage Against the Machine. it sounds like one of their live jams. Like. You know, it sounds like that sort of. And in fact, in the when they do the metal medley, which you both know that they do later, they include Reapers, but they largely, I think it's just the outro that they do. Oh right. Instead of the. I do like. Instead of that. Yeah. I love how it's just a bit of a car crash ending, and it's just a bit of a mess. And I just thought it's cool. I like I like the lyric. There's a there's a crosshair on my heart or something cool. There's a crosshair locked on my heart. Well, because obviously this song is the one that is most overtly about drones like Literally. flying Drone strikes. Yeah. like ag the agm one the agm 114 hellfire surface to air missile air no, to, sur- the air to surface them. missile sorry because it does in say drone. drones in the lyrics actually reading, yeah. reading them now i'm noticing that it's about mm. drones and reaper reapers is the mq9 reaper drone which is like when you picture like the classic drone that you'd see in like a video game or whatever that's an, an mq9 reaper like yeah. the standard drone it, with it, the sort it, of domed yeah, it, it, head and it seems to be from the point of view of like the victims of a, of a drone strike, right? Yeah, but I guess I guess in, if we're going by the concept, like this is when the the protagonist is just like mindlessly slaughtering people behind a computer screen, not really thinking about it. It's like a video game, which yes. is like which is a real yeah. thing. Like that is a you know when he talks about the the empathy gap as like a theme of the album, like. Yeah, people who do drone strikes are like very removed from what they are doing, which is yeah, bombing which, a, which, which is, is why bombing a school. Which is why I think it's interesting that when because Matt Bellamy is is, is very is, is quite a he's quite a simple lyricist, <laughs> and so the idea he's of quite simple the idea of like stepping away from the protagonist of the story. You know, we haven't got a song that's like I'm sat behind a screen. It's <laughs> it, 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 it's from the perspective of the the person who is being attacked you know home is becoming a killing field yeah um which i which i think is interesting the the thing i find really interesting is why on this album he keeps using the word babe <laughs> we'll get <laughs> to re- we'll get to repeated words later because it's not yet come up on this podcast and i i've realized i've yet to bring it up so i'm going to finally bring <laughs> it up on this pod- on this episode which You've is another got repeated the word cia babe <laughs> who is who is he calling babe in this scenario the babe the babe yeah, yeah, the babe, babe. The, babe. <laughs> the character hey, babe. the babe the that's what the, the, prota- babe. the protagonist is called the babe it's a talking pig it's a talking pig i knew that was where it was going it's a logical conclusion <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the the baseline of during the verses fucks and what i really bums me out and i've mentioned this before is like how they've keep bringing the bass lower in the mix and it's more of just like an instrument instead of like 
you know, Origin of Symmetry, yeah, like that, ba- that baseline on Origin of Symmetry or Absolution would be fuzzy and big and loud. Because at that point, all the guitar is doing is going... So it's not like that's the prevailing thing. So mm. at that point, that bass line should be big and upfront and like the leading part. Like doodle But it's not. It's there, but it's just too low in the mix and not like meaty enough. It's funny you mentioned Absolution. This reminds me of a song on Absolution that I think might be... Uh, it's Small Print, small print? Thoughts of a Dying small Atheist. Print. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, because it's good because they also have the sort of uh, sort of guitars, mm. and, and the guitar is very up front there. And I can't remember what the bass sounds like actually. So I'm, I don't, I don't know if that's a production technique or a composition thing. Yeah, I just don't. I just like when I first heard, like with headphones, you can hear it better, like that. You know that you can obviously hear the bass better with headphones than a fucking listening on your Echo in your kitchen. Yeah, my Echo, my echo just activated. Yeah, um, I heard. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and obviously that sh- Echo, shut up. <laughs> other other voice assistants are available. Oh my god, um, it's a drone! Uh, oh my god, it's a drone. Here it or, comes. or am I the drone because I bought seven Amazon Echoes? Well, exactly. It's Amazon's controlling you. Who's the real drone? Yeah. Who is uh, the real drone? So, you know what is weird in this song? Why at the end of the song is there a little robot voice saying, follow the yellow brick road? Is there? Yep. What? Go, the very end of the song. Follow the yellow brick road. Follow the yellow brick road. Follow the yellow brick road. If I play the end of the song, is this going to happen? Is this true? Or are you doing stupid? Nope. No, 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 no. <laughs> Completely sincere. There is, yes. What's that about? Uh, I guess the man behind the curtain is some kind of reference to like Wizard of Oz, man behind the curtain, the the people behind it all, the shadow people, and the man behind the drone. All Dorothy does for the entirety of that movie is follow orders. One of them Uh, being follow the yellow brick road. Yeah. And then, and then, yeah, there's probably also like that thing of there's a person. That's quite good. That's quite good. And now this is my favourite album of all time. Oh, shit. (laughs) Um, live like this was so this is like a this one is a fucking obviously a big fan favorite like live he whips out the fucking shredding and everyone's like fuck yeah put it in my face yeah. and like yep yeah <laughs> isn't it weird that Mercy's in, like, imagine the pace that this album would have had so far if Mercy wasn't there yeah if you take off Mercy and you go like Psycho to um to Reapers to the Handler that's a lot of energy and Mercy just sort yeah. of uh, Really rips yeah, out they, the, uh, the the energy. I mean, the album on. does have a lot of energy. It's just like we're now going to start getting to the point where that energy is fairly slowly starts to descend. Cons- or, and it's just kind of the same thing for a bit. Yeah, yeah. kind of like the same vibe.
mind it, mate. Uh, big old yeah. fucking drums on that, isn't it? Big drums. Big old biggie drums. Biggie D's. Fuck's sake. <laughs> drummy, drummy B. <sighs> Bigly drums. Bigly. Bigly DDs. Does anyone else get a bit bigly to this? Adam, talk about the song. So that, uh, so yeah. that, so that Steve Come on, Adam. can shut up. <laughs> I'll show you. Yeah, it's sort of... Uh, it, it, it's interesting that we just talked about it, but it, it does feel like kind of the same vibe as Dead Inside and uh, Psycho has been repeated in a series of diminishing returns in terms of like yeah. energy. You know? I find it weird that you keep bringing Dead Inside into the same conversations as like Psycho, Reapers, The Handler, because I see it as a very different song. That's fine. I just like it. Um, I mean, yeah, you like of... it, but I don't think it's the same <laughs> vibe or like tempo. I think it's or, similar vibe. No, but or... for, for me, that song has a lot of like, it has an interesting energy uh, to it. Maybe it's because it opens the album and it's like whenever I start the album, that's my first sort of taste of it. And it wears off a little bit as we get further in to the album for me. Yeah, uh, this album wears off. That's a very good way of putting it. wears off. Sorry. Oh, because there's only yeah. so much you can just keep doing a big rock song. <laughs> right, yeah. Like, this yeah, this reminds me of Arctic Monkeys. Um, Does Mark, just anything Arctic Monkeys do is this heavy? Because if so, I really like need to like, re-listen to this, my Arctic this Monkeys. This reminds me very specifically of If You Were There, Beware. Um, yeah, that's off their best album. Can we do an Arctic Monkey season? Yeah, absolutely. Yep, starting now. Once. Hello and welcome to whatever podcast I am. That's what I'm not. Does this good. sound good on the dance floor? Mm. That's better. Uh, Adam's uh, one's better. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I really like just the because it's just quite. It's quite silly, isn't it? It's just quite. It's just quite a lot. <laughs> yeah, I. I I completely agree. The diminishing returns is now when it starts to kick in, but for me, it's not on the handler that it kicks in because uh, the yeah. handler is the highlight of the album. For me. I mean, it's convenient of them to put the two best songs back to back, which is the handler. Well, we should uh, we should talk about you know the middle section because the middle section is for me like one of the best bits on the album. Are you talking about the tappy solo? Uh, I'm. T- I don't know what it is. It starts at around two thirty. Bang so. it on. But it doesn't. It doesn't come in properly there. That still feels a little bit empty, like it's holding back. Yeah. But here it comes, the drones. Yep. In a bit. Just got it. It makes you wait. It does go on a bit, doesn't there it? There you go. Yeah. It's because they've added the kick drum in at that point. It, Love that bit. It's uh, it's very in your world adjacent. That riff. It is, and it's and, and also it's, thunderstruck yeah. again. Yes, and 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 I really love that bit, which is why it's very frustrating that after that bit, it returns back to the beginning bit, and then it just feels a bit sort of plodding because they've like raised the stakes, and then maybe that's why. Like, I I've been listening to the clips of this song, and I'm thinking this is this is quite good, isn't it? But I couldn't. I I, I hadn't remembered this song. So, so you're listening to the clips for... and being like, I like this. But actually, when right. you've listened to the song as a whole, you've been like, because maybe it drags yeah, on too long. Or... It just it just blended in to this album, I think. And I think that it just, I, I think it was fairly forgettable. It's weird, because this, um, this, but... this one's an absolute fan. This and this and Reapers are the two that the fans are like. Really? Put them, put them okay. on my face from this, al- from this okay. album. Like, 
Just put them on your face. Just plant them on the face, like a face paint. Yeah, yeah. Just just paint Handler and Reapers on your eyeballs. Uh, it's definitely like it, it uh, uh, occurs to me that it's almost like a bit of a weird center piece for the album because it's the most drones song. You sure like not the bit... one that's literally going? Here come the drones. This has like a little bit of everything, like that that appears elsewhere on the album, except for maybe stuff in in like the Globalist and and Aftermath. But it's it has a vibe which Muse don't do loads of. They don't do loads of vibey tone pieces, not on their albums anyway. Um, but it has that nice blend of like electronic sort of vibe and organic sort of vibe. Like there's more of that interesting vocal uh, electronic stuff going on. And I, th- I think it like it, the form V function thing, I think it beefs up that narrative of like man becoming machine or man versus machine, you know? Well, yeah, this one's kind of specifically like the handler obviously you know like the concept of a handler in sort of spy terms is like yes the person whose job it is to keep tabs and keep an eye on insert well, person here and and, and is right. their only contact to yeah. the agency as well it's a cia thing yeah and and this is song is essentially goes into yeah and this song is essentially like the the person like not wanting to be under the control of their handler anymore which then kind mm. of leads into what the next song is about uh, but I think it's one of the best songs in the album, and uh, Adam is uh, right and Steve's wrong. I don't think it's one of the best songs on the no, album. No, Adam just do, said you just good. said it's one of the best songs on the album. I think yeah, it's the most words, album Adam. of the songs. It is the most That's album because, of that, the album. Is that something? Maybe they could use that as a pull quote on the poster or something. It's a verb. It's the most album of the songs. Also, he I tell you why because of... it's called the Handler and it's a big hand. Well, wait on the until album you album. see the live show, baby. But wait, Steve, uh, if you look, yeah, <gasps> yeah, the big hand. Is yeah. controlling somebody else who has their hand on the thing. Guys, <gasps> just wait until you see the drones tour video because this gets very literal. <laughs> okay. Please let Matt be on puppet strings. Please. <laughs> oh, Floating God. around over the crowd like pink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's got little lines down the corner of his mouth so it looks like a ventriloquist dummy. Oh, good. Cease. <laughs> <laughs> That's the end of the episode. This is the end of the episode. Lucas has issued a cease and desist (laughs) for this episode. At track Uh, number... Insert track here. Yeah, that's a shame because I actually really either liked or didn't like or felt indifferent about the track that we got up to. So yeah, that's, yeah. yeah, it's probably a good place to start. The thing I really liked about that song we just covered is that it's on drones. Yeah, tell Mm. you what I think about the last song. Yeah. By James Dean Bradfield. <laughs> good, good song. But the one we just did, Muse. Muse. Yeah, that's true. I mean, that brings us to the end of another episode. We should do, we could do an email maybe. Maybe I don't you nec- stomach an email? I don't want to hear from the sorts of people that listen to our podcast. <laughs> hey, big mates, says Cecilia Ull. And I'm very sorry if I've got that very wrong. You have. Uh, it's good. <laughs> it's been very pleasant to listen to the podcast. So a different opinion we're seeing on this one. This is great. Uh, it's been well, very pleasant to listen to the podcast and rekindle some of my dormant love for Muse during their off era, as well as hear some fresh perspectives on their music. I've been a Muse fan for the majority of my life now from around age 12 or 13. They say that they are almost 26, so, you know, that's like half their life. 
Muse made jarring impressions on me when I was young, once before I was even aware of them and some time later when I first discovered their music for myself. The movie, 28 Days Later, gave me a nightmare or two when I, si- when I saw it. I can't remember how old I was when I saw it, but it came out when I was seven. The only parts of the film that stuck with me long term were the scene of a blood drop landing in someone's eye, infecting them, and the Mm. distant sound of shrinking universe playing over the panning landscape shots. Oh, cool. Mm. It took some time for me to realise why shrinking universe sounded weirdly familiar when I rediscovered it later. That shimmery guitar sound is pretty mesmerising. So after that, but still back in the day, uh, I was on the old Twilight bandwagon, but you know they do point out before the movies i saw muse in the acknowledgements of the book and decided to seek them out it was an opportunity to try and find music that i liked and hadn't just picked up from my family or from what people had been playing on their neopets or myspace pages (laughs) oh man so i went on limewire and found newborn whoa whoa guys guys, do you remember times admitting to a crime there as well i know i know that was a crime to rights as well yeah Uh, with its melodic little intro and explosive riff and the groove with its cringe-inducing opening noise that morphs into rhythm and then harmony and I essentially had an awakening to what music could be. I loved it immediately and it felt like it was all mine at a time when I knew so little about myself. I loved Muse before I knew what an album was, before I knew what tours and concerts were, before I knew what music was. Well, I, I feel like we haven't really actually found out what music is yet. We'll but never know. Yeah. People wouldn't be listening. No, we will know. Don't say we'll never know, Lucas. Cause we'll never know. Stop listening. No, we'll, we'll find out on this podcast. When Lucas said Origin of Symmetry raised him, I fucking felt that because Muse literally taught me what music was. Again, I, you know, we haven't really found out. Uh, yeah. And what it could be. That music could be noise and screaming and dissonance and and chaos side by side with harmony and beat and melody and order loud and fast and slow and soft orchestral and complex or simple and steady music came in infinitely different forms so long as you could feel it so long as you gave it your all and didn't hold back or shy away from it music for me became a tool of empowerment and self-control in the face of loneliness anxiety and depression muse will always be a part of me for that and they will always have my gratitude on another subject, I think lyrical appreciation has been lacking on this podcast, so I'm here to pick up the slack. I know Matt Bellamy isn't an incredible poet in the grand scheme of things, but I love his lyrics regardless. You have to at least give Muse credit for having songs that are satisfying as hell to sing along to. If you aren't duetting into a speaker as if it's a microphone, are you even doing it right? Whenever inspiration strikes, I do these little projects I call lyric maps where I analyse and connect different songs. It's all very conspiracy theory, corkboard string stuff, but I think it's fun to see similar or opposing phrases juxtaposed and recontextualised in different songs. Sometimes I'll just track a certain theme or word through the discography or collect stats on things like how many times heart, soul and mind have been used. I usually just dump them on Twitter, at Seafire, for people who want to uh, search that. It's at S-E-A-P-H-I-R. Uh, so you can see a bunch there if you guys are interested there are spoilers for later albums though and they have <gasps> included some links here so we should we should uh, retweet them or post them on our twitter or or, cool. or or something like that so head over to our socials to find those uh they go on to say that the second law was my first release as a hyped fan and it felt like peak muse hype for my bubble of the fandom like black hole and revelations or the resistance was for yours or at least lucas so i'm very much looking forward to hearing your takes on the next few albums that's from cecilia what an in-depth and cool uh email thank you cecilia we definitely need to check out those uh 
the word lyric uh, mind map. Yes, spider Cork diagram. Char- Charlie Kelly dot JPEG. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I, I mean, that probably brings us to the end of another episode, right? So thanks. So so buy our merch and go on our social media. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's it. And where can we find that, Adam? <laughs> oh, right. Okay. Well, yeah. on Twitter, you can find us uh, at what is music pod. Instagram yep. at what is music pod. Pod. TikTok at what is music. And if you'd like to send in something a little bit longer, uh, maybe someone have us read it made out. a mistake. <laughs> maybe have us read it out on the show, uh, like Cecilia just did. Email us, please, uh, at whatismusicpod at gmail.com. I didn't mean for that to sound so desperate uh we also have uh, a couple of ways that you can support us other than listening if you would like to one is to buy our merchandise if you go to whatismusicpod.redbubble.com you'll find uh all of our designs whether they are stupid or cool or whatever uh and if you don't want our merch whatever mate uh but you can just have us like a few quid if if you want you can go to coffee.com which is ko-fi.com slash what is music and that just helps us keep it online uh, occasionally we'll uh, you know go to a strip club or whatever uh, huh? that, that, that sort of uh, that's, that's it isn't it thank you again for, uh, for listening to us and uh, I will leave you with just uh, one piece of advice uh, don't don't drill your sergeant or the sergeant will drill you Jesus Christ bye bye goodbye goodbye